this past week, fans of soccer lost an icon. Pele, you will forever be missed. Scarves up, Seattle! Welcome, everyone, to Scarves Up. I'm your host, Nadme Mudis. New year, new show, and the 2023 MLS season will soon be upon us. So it's time to give you a 20, the season preview for the Seattle Sounders. David Mudis is joining me as always. How are you doing today, David? Doing well, thanks. And it feels like we, while we just wrapped up 2022, you know it's MLS because the offseason is only like three days. Uh, So you ready to get into the 2023 season? Let's do it. So we're going to go over the schedule. We'll go over... Uh, the Sounders' new signings, um, some players from the Super Draft, and then uh, a player who's also signed on uh, this previous Thursday. Um, and we'll also uh, we're, we'll discuss how we expect this season to go and what of what are our goals for it. Um, so let's start with goals for this season. What after last year, we win. So we win CCL. What are your goals for the club this year? Obviously, we get to go to the Club World Cup, but we also missed the playoffs last year. So how do we make goals for this season? Right. I mean, so what are the possible things to prioritize? You know, you want trophies. So, you know, what are the most important trophies? You know, clearly the Cascadia Cup. Um, As we know, go, we go back to having three matches against uh, both Vancouver and Portland this year because of the uneven schedule. Um, you know, obviously, if you you know you don't want a hundred percent focus on the Cascadia Cup, you have to also. It'd be nice to win the Club World Cup. Exactly. Um, but what is the goal that you're setting for the club? Where 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 do you want us to where? Do you think we should finish in the league this year? I think, you know, anything anything but a top two or three finish in the in the regular season is disappointing. You know, I think not it would be disappointing to not show up well at the Club World Cup. You know, I'd like to see us win a game or two there at least. Um the League's Cup is another option. I don't know if the schedule for that is out, but that's another another place where I think we want to continue to defend the the glories of MLS on a world stage and our yeah, role being, in that. Being the first MLS team to win that would be massive. The Sounders, I, I think we can expect to see somewhat of a run. Um, the Sounders have shown they, they have what it takes to compete against Liga MX clubs. Um, I'm very interested to see what the attendance looks like for that tournament. Um, so I mean, and, that's really, or, you know, or yeah, what what, what, I, will what the I'd league love next... to see is us yeah. us show up well, you know, in the in the Club World Cup, in the regular season, in the Open Cup, and in the Leagues Cup. And I think 
we have the potential to be able to compete in all of those in the same year. And, you know, obviously if we have a lot of injuries, our depth will be tested, but I think, you know, we have the players to, to not have to pick one of those four. That's the thing that that's the thing. It's injuries. You brought it up. We gotta stay healthy. Um, I am looking forward so much to getting to see Jao Paulo play again. Uh, it is. It feels like it's been an eternity since, uh, since we saw him play. Um, and I'm I'm excited to see uh, to to, to be reminded of what he offers. Um, because he hasn't. He I mean he hasn't been on the the team for that long. But it also feels like he's been on the club. But it. But it also feels like um, he's been on the team forever just because, like, he's such an important part. You know, so that would be one goal to see our preferred starting 11 on the field 20 or 30 times this year rather than, you know, zero or five times. Let's talk about the lineup going into this year and also formation. Um, In the past year... Mostly what we saw uh, was a 4-2-3-1 change, which was different from uh, in 2020, where we saw, uh, which is different from 2021, where we saw um, the five at the back formation, where New Who was more of a center back, and we had uh Alex Rodon, Brad Smith or um or, or, or Madronda um playing the left back position um so we went away from the five at the back I don't think we're going back to five at the back I think if the formation is going to change we're going to play with two forwards um that being uh, taking not thinking about the what uh the, the new forward yet um what formation would you like to see the team play uh because clearly the formation that we were playing at the end of the year wasn't working um we, we said in the recap uh for last season that we thought albert rusnak was playing out of position and the and we were having more success when he played further up the field. Um, is that a formation change that you would prefer or what, or what else is the formation that you hope that the Sounders and Smetzer will play uh, moving forward this season? Well, I wanted to ask you, you know, why do you think they moved away from the three center backs? Cause I think that was, you know, maybe the best way to employ Nuhu. You know, do you think it was a question of injuries or a question of just wanting to get more of the attacking players on the field? I think it was about getting more attacking players on the field um, because of because bringing in Rusnak. Uh, yeah, because and, and I guess maybe, yeah. you know, if you don't have Jao Paulo there, you need sort of two central defensive midfielders to replace him, which means you can't afford that third center back. Yeah. Um, so and because you want to still get with the, the five of the back is hard 
if you still want to play Rusnak, Morris, uh, Ladero, Rodon, um, uh, Del Paolo, and then uh, Raul Rodriguez, you're already at uh, you're already at the number of players that you can play. You're already at eleven. And uh, that, but but I don't I don't mind yeah. that formation. You know, a a, a five three you know, a five, three, two effectively. But how are you setting up? But I mean, it's tough. Cause how are you setting up? I guess it's, where does Morris play? And, and I mean, well, I maybe, think, you, you know, know, Morris where, and rolled on on the wings. Um, but then, but you know, Rusnak, but, but Rusnak, Paolo on the Joe Paolo and Ladero in the center. But we don't, but I would rather play Obed Vargas or, um, or Danny Leva uh, in a deeper position than play Rusnak there because Rusnak has Rusnak is not a defensive. Well, no, so I, I think that's the point that you have JP yeah. in the in that deeper position, and um, and Rusnak ahead of him. But now, what about what about Ladero? You can't um, have Ladero, you don't want to have roaming position, you know. So ideally, Rusnak and Ladero, you know, both as attacking midfielders. Um, which then means Roldan and, and Morris out on the wings. I would prefer to play to play uh, Rodon more of a, as a roaming player than than have Rusnak there. I think Rusnak is at his best as a winger, especially recently, and like he has to be always going towards goal. Or looking to put in the ball. That's when he's at his best. I just I haven't seen him deployed out at the side of the field. I mean, I agree with because you. Because we didn't see that last year. Okay. I mean, but when I, we but did see when, that last year, that's attacking, when he, he scored centrally. So anyway, you know, I you know, I will I will leave that to you know to you and Brian to figure out. Um that being said, that being said, okay, so we already went off so uh with all that being said, we have the new forward coming in from NYCFC. Uh, Heber, the Brazilian uh, forward, um, who uh, on this next on the next episode of Football's Life uh, might get a little heated since uh, he's coming over from NYCFC. And the co-host is not not happy about losing him. And to good reason, because Heber is a very good forward. He was injured for most of the 2021 season. um, But the years previous that he was in uh, MOS with NYCFC, and then also he has a, he scored a lot of goals uh, before he even came to this league. I think he's a very he's going to be a fun player to watch. He I think I was I described him to you before as someone who is faster than Will Bruin um but slower than Eddie Johnson and obviously there's a big range there with Sounders players but um like I I would say but I I'm I am very excited to see what I think he's going to offer a lot to the team um that being said do you think that the sounders will play how do you think they will line up our forwards do you uh 
do you think he will hey bear will be a starter for us based on who we already have right i mean you know assuming assuming morris and and Ruiz Diaz are healthy um my my guess is you know that he wouldn't be initially though you know as we've talked about i i like the idea of playing two forwards and having a target forward for Rui Diaz to run off of so he doesn't have to do all of the work of distracting the center backs all by himself. Let's so, build let's build the formation that we think the team's going to play now that we have Hey Bear. Um because I think that we have because I do not think the Sounders are going to play five of the back. Maybe we'll see that when we're in LA when we're at LAFC or we're at Portland. That's something that Schmetzer has done in the past when we're playing somewhere where we know the other team always uh, is going to, they believe that they can beat us. Um, maybe we'll play five at the back, but I think we will play four at the, so the people who are locked down starters right now are uh, going, so we got Fry, then we got Alex Rodon, then we got Yamar, then, um, if you ask me, I would say Reagan, but it's probably it's probably still Ariaga. Um, but I would say Ray. I'm gonna say Reagan. Um, left back, New Who. In the midfield, uh, we have I how I would set up would be Christian Rodon. Uh Christian Rodon on the right. Defensive midfield is uh Jao Paolo. Um, in front of him is Ladero. Um, on the left is Rusnak. And then up top, we have Roy Diaz and Morris. So I was just doing that free. And honestly, when I started going over the lineup, I thought I was going to say, hey, Bear. But when you actually go through it like that, I think it is. It shows that Haybear will not be an immediate starter, and that he has to start scoring goals to become a starter. And I do think it's going to be between. Uh, it's going to be up to Rusnak to really uh, show. It's going to be up to Rusnak and Morris to really be at the top of their game every week, to to make sure that because if Haybear is scoring goals then those are the players who I think are going to be the first ones replaced. Does that make sense? It does. I mean, and, but I think you, you know, Morris will take a very different position than I think Heber would take. So I think if you have Morris and Rui Diaz, then Rui Diaz ends up playing the target forward, which he's good at, you know, even though he isn't the big guy. Um, so, you know, I think in practice, you know, you'll see one of those formations for 60 minutes and then you'll see other choices come in, you know, at the end of the game, um, which is... I, a, I would prefer that we... I would... This year, I really just hope we play with two forwards who are going to stay in the middle. And if that's Roy Diaz and Morris, and if Morris is being used as Morris like a target for it, because Morris can play the target role, He's not as he's not as giant as a Will Bruin person, but he's still a really big dude. 
who can be who can hold Morris up. Morris needs yeah. to have space to run into. So you know, if the team is stupid enough to play a high but line with Morris there, he can run past them. If they don't play a high line, I think that's when he ends up needing to go out on the wing. But Morris know, is also good. But Morris is also good at being the player to head the ball over the line. So that Roy Diaz can then be the player. But I've just never it. seen Morris really just sort of operate in traffic. Because we don't play him there. We don't play him there. That's why we haven't seen just, that. It's just not what he does. It's not, you know, he's he he wants to run fast in a straight line. He doesn't want to, you know, bump into people and and you know make tricky small moves to get around them. I don't know, you know, obviously maybe he can do it and he just hasn't been asked for it, but I haven't seen him do that. So this, this being said, this being said, because I would prefer that the Sounders play with two forwards. Um, and I would like, because what we really struggled with last year was we just didn't get enough bar balls into the box. And we did. And like, there were many times where we were just passing it around the box but no one's actually in the box. If we have Hey Bear staying in the box, ready to attack the little balls, playing that Chris Wondolowski type role, like we're going to score more goals than we scored this past year. And this is and saying this, this is making me think that we should have Hey Bear on the field. And then I'm thinking. Maybe that means we're dropping Rusnak to the bench. I know Rusnak is currently a DP, but when you have so much talent, um, right now, I would still say, I would probably pick Morris over Rusnak as someone who, who who's going to be running up and down the left, the left-hand side. But honestly, I, I don't know. It's so tough. It's so tough because Rusnak is going to put in a better ball than Morris is. The majority of the time so and i think what we want to avoid is you know putting in those big those those crosses you know to rui diaz among you know standing under a bunch of six feet tall center backs you know and that's why that's we where, need hey bear that's why you want hey bear there so that rui diaz can play the wandalowski role of just sort of hanging around and hoping everyone forgets about him until the ball comes to his feet so further uh things about how the team could look do you think we still don't know what's the deal with Will Bruin? Um, Will Bruin, uh, so Montero has been signed for this year. Um, Will Bruin is out of contract right now, not currently on the roster. Do you think? Uh, do you think Bruin will be on the team come our first game of the season? Because like I'm going to be very sad if he leaves. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm like, sure he wants. We, he we wants talked to, about him again. You know, he wants to. I'm sure he wants to play. You know, obviously, it depends how his body's holding up. Um, you know, he seems I'm, okay with being a substitute role. Right. Maybe I mean, obviously, like, he didn't. He didn't get a huge number of minutes this last year. Um, he seems, you know, happy to be there when he's on the field. So, you know, I think, I think if there's a if there's room for him in the 18, they'll he'll be happy to be there. Um, you know, in some ways. I hope we don't see a whole lot of him on the field because I think if Morris and Rui Diaz and Hebert are all healthy, there's it's pretty hard for him to get to get ahead of any of those guys. But um, you know, obviously he's been a he's been a great a great player on the team. You know, I really like watching him. Um, so Again, you know, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. So I went through the lineup. Um, 
Are, what play, What position do you think that the Sounders should still be looking to improve at? Um, there is, there's still play, uh, Sounders really have never been a selling team. There haven't been that many players who they've really sold. Most players um, that have, that they have sold, that have ended up leaving the club haven't left for like a big, for big money, but that might change um, soon as it seems like Danny Leva is going to get signed by someone in Mexico that could be like $2 million. Um, it seems possible that uh, Reed Baker Whiting is going to head to Germany. Um, he can't get signed yet because he's not 18. So when he turns 18 in March, then um, it seems like the Bundesliga team that he's been training with for some time now, um, it seems like they might offer him a contract. Um uh, when that happens, uh, there's also, uh, we still don't know what's going on with Ladero. Uh, the Sounders have been reported to be trying to sign him for a couple more years. Boca Juniors are also um, trying to bring him back um, to to Argentina. Um, what you haven't even it... mentioned Nuhu, who, you know, was thought That's to be, fake. have some interest. Well, I mean. That's fake. And... Any the particular the particular question about Lille might have been fake, but you know, are there teams in the world who'd be happy to have him? I'm sure there are. Yes, that's true. I think New Who will be a sounder for this next season. I feel very confident in, in saying that. That with all that being said, what are the positions that you think the Sounders should look for? Because we like we brought in Hey Bear um for a decent amount of money. Um do you think there's also a chance that Ariaga, that Ariaga is also looking at other MOS clubs. Um, uh, we just heard that Aaron Long is not going to coming to Seattle. Thank God, very much. He's garbage. We don't need him. He is worse than Ariaga. Um, do you think there's a chance that Ariaga leaves and then we we look out for another center back? Yeah, I mean, we still know, got AB. AB There's always the chance, the you know, and it and it may be that the reason Aaron Long, you know, didn't end up coming to Seattle is because he didn't think he'd be able to start, you know, because he's the Sounders have other good choices there, and he AB be is better a, than him. AB is better than Aaron Long. Right. So you know, I think there are a whole lot of positions where, um, you know, it's not obvious that there are there are a lot of players out there who could get into our starting lineup. So if your question is, you know, where do we need more depth in case something happens, you know, there's always that. Um, you know, striker is another place where, you know, if uh, we, you know, if we want to have another, you know, another uh, small tricky striker, you know, beyond Rui Diaz, uh, we didn't really have that at the end of last year. You know? And he's going to be, uh, and he will probably, albeit, Rui Diaz will probably be out for some number of games this year. Like it's, it's, I feel like that's pretty inevitable. He might get caught up. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you, just have to, you have to plan for anybody yeah. to get injured. So, you know, that's a position where I guess, um, you know, who do we have? We have Dylan, Dylan Tevez. Um, you know, who else has played at, at striker? Well, now we don't have, we don't have um, Sam Adidaron anymore. Uh, the other, the other player is Montero. 
Yeah, okay. And then, that's right. Montero, maybe, maybe, yeah, Montero can do so that. That's, you know, that's a place you can... But Montero, is, he's not a forward, again. Uh, uh, he's not a forward. We should... Oh, he's a, like, we could get an, um, another young forward. Um, we look at the people who we picked up from the Super Draft. Um, one of them could play could play um, striker. Um, I think they're both... Or actually, is one of them... One of them is a... Is a... Uh, forward. You know, I mean, again, we have a lot of good young people, and Schmetzer has shown he can he can use them and get wins. Um, you know, but um, sometimes it's also nice to have an experienced player in some of those positions. Um, yeah, we so again, have. It's a question of you know how much our depth is tested. Yeah, uh, uh, the player who now has the most the the hardest name to pronounce on our entire roster. Uh, here, let's both try to pronounce his name. I'll go first. Athor Bjorgolfsson. Athor Bjorgolfsson. What's hard about that? He's a forward, so uh, he'll probably get most of his moments with uh, Defiance this year. But I don't know. We could see him. Um, hopefully we don't. I I hope Sam and Diderot does some good stuff for St. Louis. Uh, hopefully it's not against us, though. Yeah, um, so he, he was going to he was going to add a lot of depth. He he was a great player. I was excited for him in the future. You know, I think it, it sort of is a question about, you know, what's available. Um, you know, if Lionel Messi comes calling or Mbappe wants to get an internship at Microsoft in the off season and, you know, wants to be in Seattle for that reason, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll pick up the phone. I'm sure. Exactly. Um, all right. Uh, I, I will say one other thing about, like, we look at our depth. Um, uh this year like if we can stay healthy like um it will be weird if it's going to be weird if kellen Rowe um isn't playing in every game um like we just got so used to of course oh yep there he is there is Rowe again he's filling in for someone um we'll see what we'll see what his numbers look like um now that we have lost uh, uh madronda um it will also it'll be interesting to see if Rowe um, when he comes in, he's really only playing defense because I think there's more of a chance that he would probably that he he's that's he's now it's just him and New who at left back right now for us. Um, unless uh, unless you throw double air in there, also, but no one should but no one should feel very confident in double air right now. Um, all right, so let's talk about. Um, this let's talk about the schedule. Um, is there any other roster stuff that you can think of? Um, going into this, going into the season. No, you know, again, always, always on the lookout for what's happening, but I don't know of anything else. All right, so we look at the schedule coming up. Um, on the thirteenth uh, of January, the Sounders are going to find out um, who they are playing. On February 4, um, in the Club World Cup, um, the opponent will either be Al-Halal, Ridad Casablanca, or um, Al-Ahali, I'm just butchering all these names, or Auckland City. Um, we'll play one of those four teams in the first round of the Club World Cup. Uh, if we win the game, 
then we move on to the semifinals of the Club World Cup. If we lose that game, then we come right back to Seattle. Um, the semifinal could would then either be that the semifinals is when uh, uh, Real Madrid and Flamengo uh, uh, are the teams from uh, Europe and the team from Europe and from South America. Um, those teams uh, would enter in the semifinal. And so we'd play one of those in the semifinal. And then uh, no matter what we would, uh, if we lost that game, then we would get one more match. We'd get the third place match. Um, there is just no fifth place match for the club world cup. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say it. I think the Sounders become the first team to win a club world cup match. Um, we would strongly prefer that we play uh, Auckland City. Uh, that I think that would be our first, the team that we want because they're going to be, they're the only team that will not be in mid-season form. Um, the Sounders are they are starting training this week, um, and they should be pretty full fit. We should everyone should be healthy, um, so. All these teams we should be able to compete with, um, but for the other three teams besides Auckland, uh, it will be pretty much a home game for them. Right, uh, less travel and also more within, it, their, it, within yeah. their regular season. As it is in Morocco. The the Club World Cup is in Morocco. Um, so I think we can get. I think we will be this. We will get a win. Um, would it be? And then. After that, like I, I hope that we get to play. Like we get to play Madrid, um, in a competitive match. Wow, that would just be fun. I don't know who's going to be broadcasting this. I don't know if Fox also has the Club World Cup coverage. Um, I have no. I want. I want to know what the viewership would be like for this game. Um, I I want to know. Uh, I have no idea what the viewership will be like on the February 4th game. I hope the game is on actual TV. Um, or we don't, it, that would be sad if it's not. Um, hopefully it's not at a terrible time also for those of us on the Pacific coast. Um, looking into the Club World Cup, um, how are you feeling going into that? You know, again, it's exciting to be there. Um, I think it's a good focus for training. Um, and, you know, the Sounders have to, it's, it's tough to go into that environment and play your first competitive game of the year. Um, so I, you know, really hope the Sounders can do that. And obviously, you know, also this question we've just been talking about, about do you try to integrate um, new players into that lineup or sort of go with something as, you know, familiar? I think it's, I wouldn't be surprised if the Sounders do still come out a little defensive in this game. I think it's, I, I will predict that we will play a five at the back. Um, uh, and it, I mean, that would, it would depend on uh, if Ariaga is there, but I, I still like if Ariaga's. Um, still with the team, then I would say Yamar, Reagan, and Ariaga would all be on the field. If it's not, I could also see Reagan, Nuhu, and Yamar. 
um, back, maybe even AB. Um, I think AB is a lot less likely. But I would expect we come out defensive. Um, but I think, but uh, besides that, um, I would expect a, a full roster. Um, I've actually heard about Jao Paolo's availability. I like like I haven't heard anything anything saying that Joe Paolo won't be available for those games, but like it is interesting because like still his injury he's coming off an ACL that happened in May. I don't know what his full fitness is or if he will be able to recover like um, Morris did um, coming off his second ACL. Um, any thoughts on Joe Paolo? Do you think he will be ready to play on February fourth? I hope very much he is. Again, I haven't, I agree with you. I haven't heard anything about it. Um, I think no news is good news for that. Right. But, you know, video would be good video. Yes. We can, hopefully we, we can see an interview with him and we can hear as the players um, start to show up to training more, more regularly. um, We will feel confident that he is ready to go. Um, all right. Uh, so, uh, so we talked about that. So that is the games that will be coming up in February. Um, uh, that's how we start the season. And on our next episode, which will come out on the first Thursday of February, we will talk about everything that has happened um, since uh, in in January, we'll talk about any transfers. We'll talk, uh, yeah, and we'll we'll get into everything. That's how the new format of the show will be working. Um, but looking ahead, just because this is the season preview, what is the month that you think is going to be the toughest in the Sounders schedule? Yeah, you know, when I was looking at it, there the the schedule is more spread out than it has been. I think maybe I would say, and, and I can't remember, when is the League's Cup going to be? The League's Cup is going to be the end of, uh, it's going to be the end of July. Um, that's why the July game, the last Saturday okay, game is no, 15th. Yeah, so and then, a month, a and month then yeah, it's between, our last game is July 15th against Dallas. And then we another MOS regular season game. The next one after that is against Atlanta. Um, so I think on the, the toughest, 20th. you know, the toughest regular season month is probably May with two midweek games. So six games in total, um, you know, but again, mm-hmm. not the, not the strongest opposition. Um, then, you know, looking at, um, sorry, in looking at June, you know, where you do have Portland and LAFC and a trip across the country to Char- to Charlotte, um, you know, just a lot of traveling may be hard. And then... And there might know, be US right. Open Cup. There's probably going to be US, uh, US Open, Open Cup, Cup also Cup, in June. And, and then July, you have a bunch of games compressed into the beginning of that month. And hopefully you know, more US Open Cup. And mo- Yeah, and then, you know, <laughs> moving into the Leagues Cup. Yeah, I think that's... I think around the Leagues Cup is where it's going to be... Um, is going to be the toughest part of the schedule. Um, yeah, anytime I, I do feel like our season momentum is always determined by when we're playing Portland. Um, this will be the first year 
in a while where we get two where we will host Portland twice at Lumen Field. Um, and games against Portland and games against LAFC are huge momentum shifters for us. So we need to be going into those games with momentum and so that we can then pick up even more momentum from those wins. I think we will get our first win against Portland in Seattle. Our first win, the, the last time we beat Portland in Seattle was in 2017. That was the last regular season time we won um, because of how weird that stat is and how the away team keeps dominating. They won in Portland last year. We have to win in Seattle against them this year. And that is, that's an important goal that I think the team should definitely try to have. And uh, same, same thing with LAFC. We got LAFC just won the league. They won the they won the supporter shield. Also, we gotta beat them both times we play them. We are a better team than LAFC. We gotta prove it. Um, another thing I would say, say finally. finally just about the schedule as a whole, um, I have lots of feelings about that I don't like. Like the supporter shield is even the fact that it still exists. Um, they should give out two supporter shields this year because you're only playing six teams from the other conference and you're only playing them once. Um, it's a little, and some of that is be, because there's one more team in the Eastern Conference than there is in the West as Nashville moves back over to the uh, East and St. Louis joins the West. Um, any thoughts about the schedule moving forward? Or do, do you have any predict? Do you want to make any bold predictions about how the league will reorganize themselves later um, in the future? I predict that this will not be the year we get promotion and relegation. I don't think well. I don't think we're ever going to have promotion and relegation. Do you think? Uh, do you think we could be looking at uh, three conferences in a year? Yeah, I mean, obviously, getting to thirty teams and three conferences, or thirty-two teams and eight, con- thirty-two teams and four conferences of eight, uh, would make a lot of sense. And I kind of presume that somebody must have those targets in mind. There's the rumor that Landon Donovan's. Uh, uh, club in San Diego that they're that they're going to be joining the league soon. Um, that would bring us up to thirty. Um, I, again, again, it it just it it does feel like if you're not going to go to because for the playoffs, if you have three conferences, it it's a little me- it makes playoffs a little messy. Like if they they I mean like. If we ever want to be, if MLS ever wants to be taken completely as seriously as other ones, then they have to go to one table and they have to then pick out teams that aren't going to care as much. I'm looking at you, New England and San Jose. Get those teams into USL Championship. Yeah, I mean, again, I think until you have promotion and relegation, it's going to be hard to do. So I think. You know, you could you can make a schedule. You can make something with three conferences. You know, have some kind of wild card play in thing. 
um, yeah. and some biases. Or, that's or, just, or just make it so you get to play every team more often because it is really weird that the MLS season is they the regular season is only 34 games shorter than every than most leagues in the rest of the world that being said uh we play that uh that being said our season is much longer so like it's like um there's then other you look at teams in the premier league and like people are going to bring up those people the training is more physical but they're playing like 60 plus games the best teams are and MLS is going to be playing a lot of games with League's Cup and US Open Cup and the playoffs and CONCACAF Champions League if you're in it or if, and Club World Cup if you're in it like that adds games but there could be more they could add more league games to make it so we're playing to make it because the rest of the world does it. The Premier League always gets all their games played, even when more games are added. Maybe games are going to be at weirder times, but they have figured out the way to do it. So we should never have seasons where you're only going to play three, uh, where you're only going to play in the Eastern Conference three times uh, and three Eastern Conference teams are going to play. And there's just eight teams that you just never get to play. You know, I guess the, the you know, one one aspect of that is just the bigger travel different distances. That so, is that you know, is true. If, if you try to imagine a world where the Sounders are playing 15 games on the East Coast, it's hard to do that. It's you true. Know, in, and I don't know. So we'll see. You know, maybe... Um, it's 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 I just want it to be more because the travel thing is real I just I don't like the fact that our extra games are not that we're playing extra games just against Portland and Vancouver I feel like we should be I want the it feels better if the season is more balanced um, if we play every Western Conference team the same amount of times and that other teams in the Western Conference are in these, and that everyone is playing the same number of games against the other conference. I don't like the fact that we will play, that there will be some teams that are playing more games against the Eastern Conference than we are, because the Western Conference is better than the Eastern Conference. It's just a fact. Our games against Portland and Vancouver are a much easier game than if we were handed a game against Chicago, uh, against Chicago or Columbus or Toronto or any of the really bad teams in the Eastern Conference. Yes, we lost to some of them last year, but that well, doesn't prove a point. I'll look forward to hear what your co-hosts on Football is Life, you know, think about that general blanket statement. I'm, I have a sense they'll they may have take issue with with it. Yeah, whatever you have to, yeah, we'll 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 probably touch on this on an episode coming up. So definitely make sure you turn and tune into that. Um, but uh, with that, we also want to remind remind our listeners that you should follow Scarves Up podcast on Instagram, follow the Scarves Up pod uh, on Twitter. You can 
email questions or send us questions by going to scarvesuppodcast.com or emailing scarvesuppodcast at gmail.com until February, where we will be talking more Club World Cup and the beginning of the 2023 MOS season. Folks, fans, remember to keep your scarves up.